This show furnished by Key Light Counseling Center. Are you looking for an alternative to drug and alcohol rehabilitation that allows you to recover in the privacy of your own home with an individualized program that meets your specific needs? Concierge Detox LA can be that alternative. Headed by medical addiction specialist Dr. Damon Raskin and clinical psychologist Dr. Howard Gloss, Concierge Detox LA will design an individualized program to meet your recovery needs. For more information, contact Concierge Detox LA at 323-935-9712. Although you'll be receiving valuable advice from our host, please remember this is not therapy. It does not replace a relationship with a qualified mental health professional. I'm Dr. G, and we're on the air. Every week we're here with Engaging Minds. We like to look at our world in a deeper, more psychological point of view. And one topic that's very dear to me, since I work a lot in the entertainment industry, a lot of my clients, patients come from that industry, is this sense of how do you build a career and how do you build a career where you don't end up destroying yourself in the process psychologically and literally physically? Because unlike many careers, let's say if you're going to be a psychologist or another professional, let's say you're going to be an attorney, a lot of times the path is laid out for you. You've got to take certain classes. You've got to jump over certain hurdles. You've got to get a license. But for creative people, that challenge can be very difficult because there really is no one way to do it. And what I have found that a lot of people who I have seen in my own clinical practice who are more successful, not always the greatest success, let's say, financially, but successful in their lives in many areas as far as being happy and being creative, is that they find a creative way, they find an individualized way to be able to get their careers. And that, I think, is actually very exciting. Some people may find it very daunting, but I actually find it very exciting. And with that in mind, that's why I wanted to do this show, that the journey to this self-reliant success is individualized for every person who is doing that. And when I had that in mind, I talked to my producers and we were able to find three amazing guests for our panel that are going to share their journey and their personalized story. And if you want to call in and share your own story, ask us any questions, ask my panel any questions, feel free to do so at one 800 2225222. You could always email us too with any questions or comments you have, and that's at engage790 at gmail.com. So I know there's a lot of creative people out there. I know there's a lot of people who know a lot of creative people that are always asking for advice. So this is definitely the show for you to be listening to. You're going to hear people's personalized stories, and that's going to give you some insight into your own stories. So with that, I'm going to bring my panel on right away. I want to start with Mark Gant. He's an actor, director, producer with Give and Take Productions. Mark, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. And then we have Araceli Limos. She is a director, writer, producer, and she's from Greece and the director of the International Project Discovery Forum with the Los Angeles Greek Film Festival. So, Araceli, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Great. And then we have Kelsey Deanne. She's a writer, director, actor, and producer with Mercury Pictures. So, Kelsey, 
You make our show complete. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy to have you on. So I, I thought the best way to start is for everyone to tell their own personal story, just briefly about your own journey, what's brought you to this moment, and what could inspire our audience, especially creative people, in putting something very creative together as far as careers, aspirations go. So Kelsey, take it away. Great. Um, I wanted to be an actress since I was a little kid, actually. I have a, a drawing that I did in preschool that said, when I grow up, I want to be a movie star. Um, <laughs> and, okay. And has it happened? It has happened. Um, okay. Maybe not a, a, you know, Jennifer Lawrence level, but uh, I'm doing what I want to do and, and uh, very happy with it. Um, but to get here, I've had a very circuitous journey. Uh, and uh, and that's what I want our audience to understand, get the most out of this, is that, that for everyone, it's a circuitous journey. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, growing up, I was very involved in performing arts. And then an undergrad, actually, I studied anthropology and went on to do two masters in anthropology. And it was in New York when I was in graduate school where I fell back in love with acting and uh, started taking acting classes and studied with amazing people out there, Harry O'Reilly in New York and tons of people. Um, and But the, the thing with actors uh, in acting is uh, it's such a common story is you'll get very frustrated with being pigeonholed into a certain role. And I'm blonde hair, blue eyes, all American looking, but my dream role has always been monster with Charlize Theron, something like that. Um, but oftentimes agents and managers, when they look at you, they want to pigeonhole you, you into... Uh, you because it, I think it makes their life easy. Absolutely. Right. So what I've had to do is, first of all, write my own roles. So I'm still, you know, screenwriting is a constant craft of learning how to write. So I'm a writer. I've written a couple of short films and I've written a feature film that's in development right now uh, with Mercury Pictures. And, and what I want to comment on that that I think is so great is that for so many actors that I deal with too on the other side of the couch you know, as a therapist, what I hear so many times is the, the frustration. And I love the way you've been able to be self-reliant and go and done your own thing. And you've also done your own thing, you told me uh, earlier on, as far as films go, in producing films. Absolutely. Uh, so that's the other thing, too, is um, in order to stand out from the large supply of actors, especially in Los Angeles, is is I've learned that I need to, to set my skill set very vast so that when I meet people at BAFTA events or SAG events or industry events at large that I can offer a different, uh, a plethora of skill sets. So if they say, hey, um, you're a great actor, but I'm doing a low budget indie film, like for example, this weekend, uh, we were working on a short film with director Elizabeth Blake Thomas. And um, she normally does feature films, but she did this short film because it's on child trafficking. And she came to us and said, I have a very minimal budget. And I said, great, well, I would love a, a, just a tiny role in it, but I can also be your wardrobe assistant. I can also do hair and makeup. I can also do sound. And it's that I, team I, at Mercury. I, yeah, and I think that's so important to have that kind of flexibility that you're able to do a lot of different things. And in a way, that's a foot in the door. And I believe that the actors that I have seen, especially in this industry that have been the most successful, it's about the relationships and creating powerful relationships with people that make them successful. I'm going to ask Mark the same question, so I want to hear a little bit about your journey 
And then we'll get on to Araceli. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I love your story. And it's so funny that we are, we all have a, a different journey. And if I had heard yours, I would be feeling like, ah, oh, you know, I needed to, I should have been doing this. I, I need to do this or whatever, you know, whatever's opposite. Because you wanted to play roles like I've wanted to. Uh, or Charlize Theron. No, just the opposite. Theron. Just the blonde hair, blue eyed girl. I know, you know? right? Um, no. Um, but, Wouldn't uh, it be funny if you got cast that way? I, right? <laughs> That's the cast I was yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I think, you know, it's funny you said the self-reliance. I feel like, um, you know, the self-reliance for me has also been collaborating with everybody along the way. And so for me, I learned, I got in production very early um, and learned every department that I have done every department. I know how to do everybody's department. I can do it probably as good as most people that, you know, are doing it. And, um, and that helps me just as you were saying, you know, I bring, I bring more to the table now when I'm doing a production, when I'm meeting people. Um, I think that was, I think that's part of the thing that I'm always talking to other filmmakers or other actors to say, you know, you know, get on set, be a PA, see how it works, see if there's other stuff that you can do so that you have, first of all, a knowledge of what it takes to be on set. And, and you don't know when you're on set where that's going to take you as Absolutely. far as what kind of journey you could end up. You know, again, I've seen so many people end up, they, they end up producing their own stuff. Eventually they get tired of going on a lot of auditions. And so by producing their own stuff, they also get to do what they eventually want to do. We have two minutes on the segment. We're going to get back to yeah. this, Mark, after, but I wanted to make sure to get Araceli in. So uh, how about your journey? It's very unique as someone who's come from Greece to be in this country and to work in this country. Yes, uh, I was in Greece. I studied uh, economics. I have a similar path of having studied something else. And I was like, no, I really want to make films. How can I make it happen? And I figured out how to come to the U.S. I did my MFA here at CalArts. And I'm like, oh, the moment I arrived, I was like, oh, I'm done. I arrived. And then I realized that... That doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's like doctors who go, like, I'm going to just put the my name on the door and there they are and there they're not. <laughs> and uh, I, it was funny that I came as a Greek filmmaker and it, but in order to arrive here, I watched so many American movies and that's how I ended up being involved in the LA Greek Film Festival. I went to the festival because I wanted to watch Greek movies and be able to know what's going on back in my country. That urged me to wanna make films there uh, it was also during the time of the economic crisis in Greece, so there was like a lot of stories to tell. Uh, but I didn't know how to uh, try to merge the opportunities that I found here with uh, all of my interests that I had there. And that was how I ended up creating the lab of the LA Greek Film Festival. So what I'm, we're going to stop for a break yeah. in a minute, but what <laughs> I'm learning from all three of you that I want our audience to hear is that in this individualized journey that you've done, that you've all looked at the opportunities that are in front of you and went like, okay, I'm just going to roll with this and take that opportunity and see where it takes. And then after, out of that have maybe come, you know, a film company and a, a film company and a, a film festival versus, you know, people that sometimes go into this, especially this profession with a set plan, and this is the way they're going to do it. And I feel like they sell this, themselves short. Uh, we're going to take a break, break in a minute. If you want to call in, our number is 1-800-222-5222. We want to hear your story. We want to hear your journey. And uh, we would love to have a, a quick chat. I'm Dr. G. We'll be back right after the commercials.
Are you looking for an alternative to drug and alcohol rehabilitation that allows you to recover in the privacy of your own home with an individualized program that meets your specific needs? Concierge Detox LA can be that alternative. Headed by medical addiction specialist Dr. Damon Raskin and clinical psychologist Dr. Howard Gloss, Concierge Detox LA will design an individualized program to meet your recovery needs. For more information, contact Concierge Detox LA at 323-935-9712. Real news. Straight talk. AM 790 KABC. I'm Dr. G. We're back with Engaging Minds, and we have a great show tonight. We're actually talking about the journey of self-reliance and success, especially in the entertainment industry. I have an amazing panel. I have Kelsey Deanne, Mark Gant, and Araceli Limos. They're all successful in their own right as far as the entertainment industry. And why I brought them together is they all have their own personalized, individualized way they've done things. And nothing is really set in concrete, which I think is reality of people who are in the entertainment industry, is you got to learn how to take risks and follow your gut. But with that, we all know comes a lot of anxiety and fear and lots of visits to the therapist's office. <laughs> Or, unfortunately, to the drug dealer. But that's the whole second part of the show. So I always say to my patients, you either need a really good therapist or, you know, because the other one's not going to last very long. No. So I'm curious, you know, let me talk. Uh, start with you, Mark. You know, following your gut is very hard because it does create a certain amount of anxiety. You question yourself. You're not sure if it's right. So I'm wondering how you've been able to manage that and build your career because, What I want our audience to hear that with success also comes, you know, a lot of anxiety. It's good anxiety that's growth related, but it's still anxiety provoking. Right. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I've like uh, (laughs) I I mean, I feel I feel like every morning I wake up with this. I can wake up with this overwhelming anxiety and fear that, you know, I'm I'm not where I want to be. I'm not going to make it. There's not enough for me. Everybody else has it. You know, I don't have it. Yeah, that, that, that orchestra that, that goes amazing right. amazing voices I have that are singing in, the, in my head. And, uh, and, and yet I still, you know, show up for what's in front of me. And I think that's – I've tried to simplify my life uh, in a way that way so – um, you know, I have my to-do list. I have a very specific vision about my life. I think that's like the first part. I have like this vision, this sort of career concept of, you know, the kind of career, the kind of life that I want, not just not just a career. But, you know, I have a, um, a beautiful wife who's also a partner in my business, and we both are directors and writers and actors. And um, we have a one-year-old son who, well, he'll be one year on Tuesday. And Congratulations. So, like our, our life is big. And so I have this vision, and then I, from there, I sort of backtrack, like, what do I need to do to achieve that vision? And then so every morning, there's no doubt on, like, what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, It's whether or not I can get through my voices to sit down and write the script, to send the email, to show up to the audition, to show up to a meeting, to to reach out to somebody I've just met and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do to somebody I haven't met that this is who I am. This is what I want to do. Uh, and the more people that know what I'm doing and people that I want to be working with know about me, um, more I work and the more I'm, I'm getting yeah, closer to You know, to I, I love what you said, too, because it sounds like exactly the kind of stuff I hear from patients. <laughs> and uh, I have an opening on Wednesday. <laughs> but, um, Perfect. I'll need it. You Not know, after we all this, need but just, no, no, you know, I know. <laughs> we all need it. And um, 
what I would say, and I, I do want to remind our audience, if you want to call in and share any of your story or ask our panel any uh, questions, number is one 800 You can also reach us on email at engage790 at gmail.com. I'm just going to address it very quickly as a psychologist. I think the voices are normal, and especially if you're taking risks. If you don't take risks, you probably won't hear those voices. So that means you're probably not trying hard enough. What I tend to do in my own personal life and tell patients is it's there. Just don't connect to it too much. Don't pay too much attention. When you have time, you know, you might dig deeper and try to figure out what it's about and get some distance from it. But take that, know it's there, move forward. And then at the big goals, just chip away. You know, know like you said, I got an email to send. I got this to do, that to do. That kind of puts it in perspective. I remember once hearing a talk actually by Katie Segal. And when she did uh, Married with Children, she talked about how overwhelming it was for her. And actually, um, one of the things she said is she had to just tell herself that she was just going to a job. This is what I remember her saying. And that if I treated it like a job and not with all these other things attached, I was able to get my work done. So she created a certain reality that worked for her. Yeah, yeah. I feel like for, for me, I feel like the more and more that uh, I'm doing, obviously I'm risking more, so it's going to be scarier. It's going to yeah. be more stuff. So I feel like if I'm not, if I'm, if I don't wake up in discomfort, then I'm obviously not actually going for this stuff. Because when, because I, I can find there's a version of my life that's very laid back and doesn't have as much risk involved. And I love what you did and that what I want to hear from other people too is you surround yourself with other people that are like-minded yeah. and can support you on it and still create a life that uh, is great like your wife and your kid that all grounds you and also it gives you a, you know an inspiration to move forward. I was going to ask Araceli the same question. You know, how do you deal with because I think we all have it and you know a certain amount of doubt in your career and following your own your own vision and then I'll get on to Kelsey um, I think there is a conflict sometimes uh, between uh, trying to get some projects started from that are just in my imagination at the beginning and and every time I put them to the side if something else comes on uh, to the horizon that someone else needs me so for me it's uh, I always try to this is my self-doubt that I always doubting whether I'm doing the maximum uh, of what I need to do in order to also uh, kind of like protect my babies of my creations right, right, right. and just not prioritize them also. So I tried, I think this is a little bit a, a creative challenge, feeling that you have to give to other people's projects and at the same time uh, finding that balance yeah nurture your own project that at the at, at their infancy no one else cares about other than you so this uh, right. is one uh, while you're trying to have that child <laughs> so it's finding that balance is so important too yeah but at the same time i really feel that if i don't uh, participate in other people's projects and i don't collaborate uh, I, I i don't have inputs and inspirations in order to, to give into my own project. Yeah, and that's what we talked about is this sense of relationships that I think it's so important if you're building a career. The, and it is really in any profession, I know in my own profession too, is it's all about relationships. It's all about your ability to connect with other people. Because, 
you know, that's who you end up working with. Someone likes you and they connect with you and they, you know, people just sort of want to have fun. And uh, that's a big part of it. And that's also where you get the creative inspiration. I'm wondering, Kelsey, because uh, I know you told me it's your husband that you started. Fiance. Fiance. Mm -hmm. Husband-to-be. You started a film company in a very similar way by through that relationship. Yes. Yeah, so my fiance is, I've never met a man any anywhere like him. So Francis O'Toole, um, he started the uh, Mercury Pictures, which is a production company and a physical studios. And um, so uh, he's an O'Toole and grew up with that family. And so he he has a lot of experience in the industry itself. Um, and so I, I learned so much from him and I'm still learning. Um, but going off of what you guys are saying, it's uh, what I tell a lot of people in the in industry is you have to have your wolf pack. And Francis is my go-to number one person. If I have advice about anybody, I just say, hey, even the show, I was asking him, what do I say? Oh, my gosh. And I'm, my palms are sweating. And, you know, it, you know, but he, he, he just calms me down. And, you know, when I when I first got together with him, I had massive social anxiety. And I think something we're going to talk about a little bit later is this um, you know, uh, the business side of things and the creative side of the industry. How do you meld those two together? That's a that's a great talk. I'd like to talk to you guys about that more in detail. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, but when I first got together with him, he's he's a member of BAFTA and a lot of other industry organizations. But when I first started going to screenings and BAFTA events with him, I literally would have anxiety attacks and I'd be sweating and I would clutch his hand and walk into rooms and, you know, meet Kate Blanchett and all these amazing people and freaking out inside. And I would not say a word to anybody. I would just meekly say, hello, I'm Kelsey. Nice to meet you. But, you know, it's taken a good solid two years to get over that and say, you know what? They have anxiety, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. And, you know, that's one of the benefits about being a shrink mm -hmm. is you learn so much from your patients. After a while, you grow as a person, too, and you realize, you know what? They're, they may be famous. or what? Mm -hmm. They got just as much fear as you do. 100%. No one has it all together ever. Mm -hmm. And I, I hear that from patients, too, the sense of, I'm going to do something when I get it together. And I go, well, don't wait too long. Mm -hmm. You know, get it enough together to take that leap. But, you know, don't wait too long. You, you, Mark, I know that you're involved both in the business side and the creative side. And Kelsey brought up a, a great question. All of you have done that. How do you kind of um, connect the two? Because what I hear from performers is, you know, I can't do that. That's an agent. Some, that's the business side. I, I'm a creative person. There's no way I could do that. And I think people sell themselves short by limiting themselves that way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's 2019. There's, yeah. there's there there the 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 days of just being an actor, I mean that doesn't exist anymore. I mean it really it really doesn't. The you know the the smaller. But you know roles what? That's is, in every. I'm going to say it quickly. That's in every profession. Absolutely. I, I train young psychologists, and they come out of school, and I get yeah. the same feeling from them. They just because they just want it. They just think it's going to happen, and no. I go. 
No. No. I, <laughs> but we have a minute left. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to create your what, what everybody's Your doing. own future. You, you literally have to create it, and you have to be the one that's uh, willing to put yourself out there. And and you look at all the successful people now, all the success, successful actors, all have their own production company. They're all creating their own TV shows, their own movies, whatever that is. And so that's what we have to do. We're going to take a break now, and then we'll get to Araceli's opinion about this, too. But again, a great takeaway from our panel is the sense that you have to be in control of your own creativity as much as possible. Yes, sometimes jobs and opportunities may come from other people, but a lot of times you have to go out and create it. But you know what? If you create it, then you own it. And that's a powerful place to be. I'm Dr. G. We'll be back right after the commercials. Are you looking for an alternative to drug and alcohol rehabilitation that allows you to recover in the privacy of your own home with an individualized program that meets your specific needs? Concierge Detox LA can be that alternative. Headed by medical addiction specialist Dr. Damon Raskin and clinical psychologist Dr. Howard Gloss, Concierge Detox LA will design an individualized program to meet your recovery needs. For more information, contact Concierge Detox LA at 323-935-9712. Your opinions are at home here. AM 790-KABC. Welcome back to Engaging Minds with your host, Dr. Howard Gluss, licensed clinical psychologist. I'm Dr. G, and we're back with Engaging Minds. What we're talking about tonight is this concept of creating our own success. We're focusing in on the entertainment industry, but the truths about what we're talking about can apply to any... Uh, profession or any career that you're going after. And uh, before we get into that, I did want to send a shout out to one of our sponsors and thank them for sponsoring the show. That's Blair Wellness Group. And they're a psychological group that provides comprehensive care to high level clients in the Beverly Hills area. Their director is Dr. Cassidy Blair, and it's a concierge-style treatment to help clients navigate stress management, depression, anxiety, and addiction issues. If you want to get more information, you can contact BlairWellnessGroup.com. The number is 310-999-4996. That's 310-999-4996. If you miss any of the information, you can always contact me, Dr. Howard Glass at Live.com, and I will forward Blair Wellness Group's information to you. So we are back with our panel, and what I wanted to address was this concept of being true to yourself. There's a concept in psychology called true self and false self. And what that means is uh, some kids especially, let's say, grow up with this pressure to be uh, something they think they're supposed to be. Let's say their parents want them to be a certain way, so they're not really true to themselves and they end up sort of acting their way. And a lot of times these kids end up growing up and being depressed and uh, being fairly anxious because there really is no anchor in their sense of self. They're not really, as I said, being true to themselves. And uh, hopefully they'll spend some time in therapy and try to gain the courage to find their own truth and let that evolve. Because I believe from that truth is where we can get really great creative projects starting to happen. And I know all three of you have been able to do that. As Mark said, you know, if I wasn't anxious, you know, I wouldn't be following my own truth. So I'm curious how you've been able to integrate certain maybe 
experiences in your life or if you want to get a little personal traumas or whatever and find the creativity and let that be a strength for you. So I'm going to start with Mark and then uh, why don't you take it away? Sure. I mean, uh, I, I think... I think tr my my goal is always being trying to be as authentic as I possibly can be in everything that I'm doing, and so that sort of sort of opens the door of um, I think people relate to me much easier, you know, in my storytelling if it's authentic. If, if I'm trying to you know tell somebody tell the story, else's story about you know being you know, Greek, what is Greek in and America, stuff like that. Right. exactly. It's not it's not going to come. It's <laughs> what it's like to be married to. Peter O'Toole. Exactly. 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 Yeah. I have no idea. Exactly. Um, but uh, I mean, I think that that's uh, that's been my the biggest thing for me as as an artist is trying to bring that that truth. So so my writing or my directing, I just just finished directing this feature and looking at the the story, it was like, how do I connect to this as a director? It's like, oh, my childhood is very similar to this. I had a sort of early custody battle going on with my parents, and it was sort of ugly at times and live with my dad for a long time then with my mom and you know single mom and that kind of stuff and all those pieces i was able to bring to the to the story so when i came to talk to the actors or talk to the dp i was like so this is what i'm thinking this is the production design this is what the room should look like this is what my room looked like this is i had two bunk beds and it's like three of us were living in there and they're like oh wow that's really specific how does that get specific I'm like well that was my room you know that right. was my that's my story so but also you could bring that emotional truth absolutely. to it too about so what you experience that's what i tell patients too that if you you know we all go through hard times so if you deal with if you find a way to work through some of those hard times and find some truth in it, that can actually be a great source of creativity. I was going to ask uh, Kelsey the same question, but I do want to remind our audience, if you want to call in, the number is 1-800-222-5222. It's engage790 at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. We'd love to hear what you have to say and hear your own journey. Kelsey, your thoughts on what we're talking about? Yes. You know, art is it is the one space that can shed light on truth and film as as a medium it encompasses sound music costume photography uh you know all the different forms and art forms into one medium and that's what really draws me to films. I mean, you look at some of the classics that have not only shaped cinema history, but also uh, American and certainly maybe global, uh, uh, you know, epistemologies and viewpoints. Uh, look at To Kill a Mockingbird. Of course, that was first a novel. But then even fast forwarding to Brokeback Mountain, uh, you have a lot, you have the space for artists to shed light on helping people be, be true to themselves and say, you know what, that's okay. It's okay to explore who you are and decide, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to be. Yeah, and it makes it so much more interesting because the more truth you can usually bring to it, the more we can get connected to that story. As an audience watching it, a lot of times I feel like unconsciously when people are in the theater, the more authentic it is, the more truthful it is, people unconsciously connect to it. It's when I think audiences disconnect when they feel like what's on the screen is not truthful. Mm -hmm. And and that's what makes for that sort of powerful, cathartic uh, message. I'm, I'm curious, uh, Arcelli, what your thoughts are on what we're saying, too, about sort of taking aspects of your background and creating something unique with it. 
Um, I'll take from I'll take a little bit of an example from my personal experience. Um, um, as I was trying to become a filmmaker and make my own films, I always felt that I was creating the worst situation for myself. I'm like, why am I picking the most difficult conditions <laughs> yeah, to work <laughs> in? I'm like, I was in LA, everything was going great. There was a crisis in Greece. I rushed to Greece. I was like, oh, it's impossible to make films here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, going to go where there's no money right now. <laughs> and uh, I realized that um, it, it is because uh, that it is where I'm... Uh, where I learned the most lessons. I've managed to learn how to make films in uh, with limited um, means. Budgets, right. Uh, to make them very specific to me and uh, having to really um, work a lot and very hard to do something that I, I have to keep reminding myself that it is very important. That's why <laughs> I, I, I made this choice. So I think this is a way, as I grew up, to realize that um, through the personal hardships and the um, difficult situations that I have put myself in, uh, came, you know, valuable, came something very valuable, valuable and creative. Which brings me to the other uh, side of that. Uh, as a psychologist, again, as someone who's worked a lot in the entertainment industry, um, sort of on the backside, um, one of the things I hear from a lot of patients, especially uh, a lot of patients who are dealing with drug or alcohol issues, is the sense that they cannot be creative unless they're high or they cannot be creative unless they're drunk, that that's where their source of creativity comes from. And then the fear is that if I let go of that or I, quote, heal that, I'm not going to be able to uh, create anymore. So I know Mark is chomping at the bit with this one because <laughs> we had a brief discussion. I'll let him tell you. I'm curious, Mark, what your feelings are about that. Can Does someone, is that just uh, an easy way out? Is that just an excuse? I don't know if it's if it's necessarily an excuse. I think that uh, it, it's a trap. I think what happens. I mean, I think when there's you know brilliant actors like Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, right, who, who had or a, Heath Ledger, who right. had you know terrible addictions and were unable to you know live a life without those addictions, without with you know being clean. Um, you can see that um, you know they've done brilliant work. They did brilliant work when they were on those drugs and they right. did brilliant work when they were clean and sober as well. So I think that the addiction is, uh, is the disease is, is a, just a horrible, horrible thing. And that, you know, it can take the best of the, the best from somebody, right. And suck it right out of them. So I think that there, what, what happens though, in my experience is, um, you can romanticize that, like the drinking or the drugs or smoking or whatever. Sort of the is. sex, that's, drugs that's, and rock and exactly, roll. Right, that's the right. way it's supposed to be. Um, and that that's the only way I can create. Um, and then I have, you know, experience of, you know, um, you know, thousands of people that I know that are sober, that are making all the top movies and shows that we've ever seen. And nobody's going, oh, well, it doesn't feel like raw and, you know, emotional and, you know. Yeah, I'm you know, you can learn to create again from a sober place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the unfortunate thing is that we missed out on another, let's say, 30 years of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. You know, a brilliant actor that, you know, cut short. So I, I like how you to remind our audience it is a disease. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, we want more out of people than, you know, who are suffering with it. We want them to also have happy lives. So I, I think that there's a little bit of re-education I've seen in some patients. 
but then it also gives you longevity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I'm curious, Kelsey, you're smiling. Uh, we got one minute, so give me 30 seconds, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll talk about it after. Your thoughts about what we're saying. Addiction. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, Just a personal opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I have friends that uh, have suffered with addiction and are clean or in the industry, and the one thing that they always say is, yeah, I'm more creative and I'm more productive when I'm sober. Um, and We're going to just go to break, but I yeah. actually want to address that because I think that um, th what they're saying is they have a larger repertoire that when you're creating from an addicted place, it's almost like you're repeating the same cycle over and over again. You think you're brilliant. It's like you create – I was drunk and I wrote this great piece. You wake up in the morning and it wasn't so good. <laughs> Sometimes it. it's great, but it's a tough way to live your life. I'm Dr. G. We're going to be back right after the commercials. Are you looking for an alternative to drug and alcohol rehabilitation that allows you to recover in the privacy of your own home with an individualized program that meets your specific needs? Concierge Detox LA can be that alternative. Headed by medical addiction specialist Dr. Damon Raskin and clinical psychologist Dr. Howard Gloss, Concierge Detox LA will design an individualized program to meet your recovery needs. For more information, contact Concierge Detox LA at 323-935-9712. I'm Dr. G, and we're back with Engaging Minds. And what we're talking about tonight, we're going to conclude our last episode, uh, I mean, our last segment of this uh, show, is the journey of success, especially in the entertainment industry and how individualized it is. And what I'm learning and what I want to share with our audience is that you got to take risks. you got to not be afraid of that. Now, if the anxiety is too much, then maybe you have to take smaller steps, but eventually it's going to lead to you know, bigger gains. You got to follow your heart. You've got to be able to be really creative and look at the opportunities that are in front of you and those opportunities to take them. Even if you're not sure where they're going to lead, eventually five years later, you may turn out and go, you know, if I hadn't taken that opportunity, I would not have my own production company. And uh, being self-reliant really means about finding ways to create your own career as much as you can because that empowers people. Before the break, Kelsey, I interrupt you. <laughs> I know you had a final thought about the concept of addiction. Uh, you were saying about your friends who are dealing with addiction feeling like they can't create unless they're high or, or they're not sober. Right. Um, I think that goes down to a fundamental problem that every single artist may, or at least most artists feel, is this um, artistic blocks of oh my gosh, I'm an act three and I have a block. I don't know how to finish this. And a story came to mind um, is um, Sarah Miles, who was the Oscar nominee from Ryan's Daughter. Her husband was Robert Bolt, who wrote Lawrence of Arabia and Ryan's Daughter. And uh, Mercury Pictures, we have the, the rights to do the sequel uh, to Ryan's Daughter. But Robert Bolt, how he would deal with blocks and creativity, and this is pretty common with a lot of people I've talked to, is to keep your hands occupied. So and when he was writing, the first, if it took him a year to write a script, the first 10 months, he would just be thinking and, and he would be grocery shopping, going to the aisles, and he'd be thinking about different characters and different ideas. And the last few months, then he would sit down and write. And so he lets it percolate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think in order to get, just think about different ways to get rid of that artistic block. 
Uh, so do something. Yeah, that's great. Actually, do something completely different. You know, take a break. Go pet your dog, or go walk. Go dog, walk. Talk to your wife or husband. Do so, and and don't let your mind relax a little bit, and let the inspiration come. I think that's a, a very valuable advice. Um, I do want to remind our audience too that if you missed any of the information about one of our sponsors, Blair Wellness Group, the person to contact there is Dr. Cassidy Blair, and her phone number is three one zero nine 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 four nine nine six. Or you can always find out more about them at the Blair Wellness Group dot com. So we have our our last segment. I told you guys that things go really quickly. And I love all the insight you've been able to give as far as telling our audience about your own journey, your own fears, your own creativity. I was going to go around the group. I'm going to start with you, Araceli. And, uh, you know, some final thoughts, some advice you'd give to our audience as far as, you know, following their heart and how to deal with the difficult times. And also at the end of that, let us know how people can get in touch with you and find out more about your work. Um, One thing that came to mind during the discussion is, and one thing that is my guide and what keeps me uh, going is that I enter each project with the assumption that I'll have to learn everything from scratch. Uh-huh. I, uh, because otherwise I, I would feel too inadequate. I, uh, but I, instead I go and I'm like, okay, uh, if there is any issue that I need to learn and every, any holes that I have in my skills, it's just the great, a great opportunity, this project, for me to improve and learn. And uh, I think this is a useful tool and advice, whether uh, it is uh, ma- producing a lab or is making a film or making your first film, having uh, every project has uh, its own so, individual it, challenges. Yes, you start from scratch from for, from my point of view. And hopefully in the future, I won't feel this way. But no, I, I actually think you're going to feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you start from scratch, but your baseline is much higher with yeah. experience. I think that's great advice. If people wanted to get in touch with you, Araceli, how could they do yes. so? Yes. So um, if a- anyone wants to know more about the festival and our lab, they can follow us at the LA Greek Film Festival Facebook and Twitter, and they can also connect with me, uh, Araceli Lemos. And also to say that uh, I'll be um, directing my first film uh, in the end of fall. So and it, the name of it is Holy Emmy. So they can follow this also. That's great information. Again, I always tell our listeners, if you miss any of this information and want to contact Araceli, you can always go through me too, Dr. Howard Glass at live.com. I'd be glad to share the information with you. I'm going to go to Mark. Uh, same thoughts, some final thoughts, inspirations, warnings you can give yeah. to our audience and contact information. Uh, well, first of all, as, you know, take off what you just said. I think that um, that's been my, you know, people ask, how did I learn how to edit? Or how did I learn how to, you know, write a script? Or how did I learn how to make my own series? It's like, because nobody else is doing it for me. Like, I literally had to learn everything myself. So how many times have you taken a job where people have said to you, Mark, can you do this? You yes. Know? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah, and then you go like, oh, I've got to go, go figure it out. out. I figure it out, and then I'm but like, you know. You know we've I, all been there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's what one of my biggest things is to say yes. I think that's, I think so many people I love that. want, like you said, want to have it all worked out before they can say yes. And I think, um, 
you only can learn for, I mean, the, the, my biggest fears of failure never, ever come true. Like those biggest things of what that's going to happen, if it, what it looks like when I forget those lines, when I forget this thing, when it looks like this, when it doesn't look like I want it, it never is as bad. So I'm always saying yes. And, um, and then it, when I just wanted to hit what you had said about sure. success was, I think it's so, uh, s- um, individual success you were talking about you know are you no, yeah, to bring it full circle yeah. I mean, for me it's like you know i am if i can just go to sleep at night and go i'm doing what i want to be doing to the level that i'm doing it today that's it like if nothing else happens i've i've put everything out there today towards that then i'm a success you know um I, i'm you know if i'm going to always be comparing myself to who's above me who's on sunset boulevard billboard and i want that i still want that sure but I'm not, it doesn't mean that I'm less than. But that's than something external. Somebody has to kind of give yeah. that to you. Yeah. That's something in some ways I feel like it's out of your control. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, can I say, yeah, yeah, what yeah, is the, the secret to not to fail badly if you start something that you don't know? Have great collaborators. Yes. Exactly. That's <laughs> yes. what we talked about. Relationship. Like in this panel, like you guys have created a great relationship. Yeah. Mark, some contact information that people could have? Um, MarkGant.com is my website and MarkGant on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Keep it simple. And uh, I've said that spiel already, how people can get in touch with me, but it's drhowardgoesatlive.com if you want to get any of this information. And Kelsey, some final thoughts, uh, inspirations you can share with our audience? Absolutely. Uh, you know, go with your gut. And echoing what these guys are saying, too, is you, know, you may not have all the answers, but you have a pretty good idea of what's wrong. So trust your gut. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Miles Davis. He says, do not fear mistakes. There are none. And when you listen to his music. Maybe they, the mistake is thinking it's a mistake. Ex- well, that's it. Yeah. When you listen to his music, you know, to a classical ear, you're like, oh, my gosh, he flubbed that note. That's wrong. That's wrong. But it is beautiful. It is stunning music. And so I try to, to keep that in mind with my work and when I'm writing or, you know, producing and saying, you know what, I probably would have done that different, but I learned from it. And there's people, as you said, collaborators around me that have my back and moving forward, we can make great pieces of artwork. Right. And it's the pressure of not being perfect, you know, and actually, you know, that limits your, your sort of, uh, your humanity. Uh, this probably has nothing to do with what you're saying. But I remember, I, it always stuck in my mind, years ago I had a patient and he saw me coming out of the bathroom. And this is someone that was so hard on themselves and needed to be perfect and all that childhood stuff he had grown up with. And he said, I walked I walked out of the bathroom and I had a piece of toilet paper on my shoe. It was like caricature. And he said, all you did was you picked it up and you just threw it out and walked forward. He goes, I would have beaten myself up over that. You know, in that moment, I learned so much about you because you said you just created a non-issue around it. You just picked it up and threw it out. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that reminds me of young Frankenstein yeah. when uh, he's, he's you know, sleepwalking. He's like, I don't want to be perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I, know, right? <laughs> I always have those tantrums in my mind. <laughs> I know. That's, so just remember that when you're stuck. So if people want to find out any contact information you want to share stuff with our audience? Yes, yeah, so you can find me and Mercury Pictures at our website. It's mercurypictureco.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kelsey Deanne. 
Okay. Well, I think that's great information. Again, now I'm told we have a minute and a half left, so we can go around again. But any any final things? So when you guys leave here, you won't go, oh, I wish I would have said that. Just uh, Mark? Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, one of the when you're talking about us uh, getting through our fears and doing all that kind of stuff, I feel like um, I don't do it alone. And uh, I have... I think that's so important. I have, you know, I've had therapist i've had you know mentors i have uh you know accountability partners that i still work with on a you know weekly basis that i send them an email three times a week this is what i'm up to this week this is what i accomplished this is what i didn't accomplish this is what i'm up to i can go to showrunners or writers or directors and say this is something i just did so, can get some help some yeah exactly feedback. we're gonna have to end the show but i agree with you 100 percent. you know this concept that people think i'm gonna do it all by myself i think that's a very unrealistic concept i want to thank you all so much for being on the show i'm dr g i hope we've inspired you and enlightened you a little bit about following your own creative career if you're listening to this show i want to wish you the best of luck in your future i'm dr g we'll be back next week This show furnished by Key Light Counseling Center.